eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome in, everybody, to the flagship podcast, Reacts to the Texas Baylor game. I am Chip Brown, joined by our fearless leader, Horns 24-7 managing editor, Taylor Estes. Taylor, how are you doing? Well, Chip, you know, we're uh, covering or we are reacting to a Texas win, which means that, you know, hopefully some uh, of the the anger that and the angst that Texas fans were feeling leading up to this game hasn't really been too loud. So it's been kind of pleasant. You know, how are you doing? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was uh, a day where Texas clearly had a plan and they followed the plan. They stuck to the plan of running the football, and it paid off. It was not incredibly successful early. They fell behind Baylor three-zip in the first quarter, but they stuck with it, and it paid off. In the end, they ended up with some play-action passes, some big passes downfield that that uh, led to points, a 72-yard pass to to Tariq Black that helped set up a field goal, a 42-yard uh, pass that helped set up a, a touchdown, a 16-yard pass, 47-yard pass that led to a touchdown. And they, you know, on that list of things to clean up that that gets talked about so much by Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger and the players, it seemed like that list was growing, not getting smaller through the first three Big 12 games against Texas Tech, TCU, and OU, they actually were able to clean some things up on that list, Taylor. When you talk about the running game, they were able to run the ball. It was not spectacular, but it was effective enough. Uh, It did set up that play-action pass. They were able to stop the run. Baylor, who struggled, clearly, to run the football. They Remember, we talked about this last week, that they ran it. 33 times for 27 yards against West Virginia. So this is not a, you know, it's not an outstanding uh, Baylor offense. Their offensive line has struggled, but Texas was able to, to control their running game. Baylor ran it 21 times for 64 yards, a a three yards per carry average. And they um, had reduced penalties, fewer penalties that the last one was, was an eye popper because it was Derek Kerstetter, um, senior again. center, captain, again. shoving a player in the back again. And this time the player went flying into a Baylor coach, yeah. knocked him over. It was like, uh, could you be any more obvious? And that was on a, that was on a third down play where there was a, a drop. So it wasn't, 
like it negated a gain or anything like that. But still, you just it's, a, it's dumb. It's a it's dumb. dumb. It gives up field positions. Just dumb. And I thought this was a lesson learned situation after how egregious his shoving of an OU player in the back near the goal line was in the OU game. But um, they were they only they had five penalties for fifty yards. They had been averaging close to ten penalties per game for almost ninety yards. And then they were better on third down defensively. And because Texas ran the ball, they actually held the ball for 32 minutes compared to Baylor's 28 minutes. And that allowed a beleaguered defense to rest. And, and then when the defense was on the field, they held Baylor to five of 14 on third down. So the confidence tank gets some, um, replenishing the big question Taylor is how how much confidence is in that tank with a Halloween trip to Stillwater against first place and undefeated the Big 12's only undefeated Oklahoma State this Saturday at three o'clock in Stillwater that that's the million dollar question and only those players and and coaches um, you know have a, a true idea of that but Hey, it's better than the alternative. This was a game where Texas actually uh, took some strides forward instead of um, failing to get better. They actually got better this week. You know, one thing, Chip, I think that you have to consider. So you and I, you know, we're going to have a different viewpoint of the game, I think, just because we're looking for, you know, the the details of it. Um, I, I may, you know, I think Texas, a win is a win, a, is a win, is a win, is a win. You know what I mean? So it's it's a good thing that Texas is on the winning side of things. I'm probably a little bit more skeptical of saying that it was a much improved Texas um you know, performance, quote unquote, just based off of them making the improvement and not so much, um, you know, I think that it could have been a little bit more about who, you know, the level of competition essentially that they were playing. However, as long as the players inside that locker room have the confidence, it doesn't matter what you and I say, you know, we can, we can break down this game as much as possible, but this is where Tom Herman needs to instead, in my opinion, instead of just constantly being that hard nose type of drill it into your head type of coach. Maybe this is a time where he tries to lift up this team to see if they can actually build, you know, confidence, because I think that's something that the, this Texas team has really struggled with this season. Um, you know, it just, it seems like whether they're, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence or if it's a lack of preparation, a lack of, you know, whatever, but some of the games that they've um, played in, it just seemed like it was, it took a while for them to get up and to like make any type of progress. So I feel like this might be a very important week for the coaching staff to really try to lift this team up. And instead of, you know, nitpicking everything they're doing wrong, kind of, um, you know, praise them a little bit to see how they can possibly take that type of confidence on the road with them. Cause they're going to need it. Like you said, like Oklahoma state has with, I mean, they have essentially, you know, a little bit of a three-headed monster in a sense, you know, now that uh, Spencer Sanders, he's, you know, back and uh, with Tylen Wallace and uh, and uh, Chuba Hubbard, you know, that this is not going to be an easy task in the slightest um, facing this offense. But the other thing too is Oklahoma State's defense, I think, is far better than what a lot of people expected the Cowboys to be this season. So it is 
so imperative, I think, for the Texas staff to truly make these players believe that this was a huge win, that there was tons of improvement and see if they can kind of, you know, gain some some leverage based off of just the confidence the team has. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think the, you know, the coaches, the fact that that Mike Yersich had to kind of channel it down and and kind of grind with the running game. Um, and they needed that mindset because they had gotten away from the run. They'd abandoned the run in those three it, it various times they abandoned the run in those three uh, first three Big 12 games. Uh, in the third quarter against Texas Tech, certainly in the third quarter against OU, and then you know throughout the TCU game, they got away from the run, and it became Sam Ellinger throwing and running for his life. That's basically what the offense became. And this time, it was a steady dose of running the ball with Keontae Ingram, who, no, he didn't blow anyone away, but he was solid. He was solid. He had 16 carries for 57 yards, uh, 3.6 a carry. Again, not great, but enough. Enough that Baylor had to respect the running game and expect it so that when they went to the play-action pass, Sam actually could fool the defense a little bit and find those big chunk plays down the field um, to Jared Wiley, who had a 35-yard reception. And we mentioned the Tariq Black 72-yarder. And, and um, you know, Josh Moore had a, an incredible 42-yard reception, probably candidate for play of the game that helped set up a touchdown uh, reception made by him a couple plays later. So that, that stuff that the players can see. Okay, we had a plan. We stuck to the plan. It worked because that's important. I, from what I was hearing from my sources connected to the players, it was we're doing everything they're asking us to do and we're not winning. Like our plan isn't working. We're confused. We're still in this together. We still believe in the coaches, but we're just confused. Well, this is a game where they can, they can look at it and say, okay, like the offensive line can see how tangible being able to run the football, how important it is. And it, that, that every offensive lineman wants to run the football because that means they're, they're firing off at the defensive line. They get to go forward instead of backpedaling in pass protection. Right. And so who knows? I mean, Oklahoma State, like we said, has given up some rushing yards. Certainly Iowa State. Uh, ran the ball on them, as we mentioned, 227 yards rushing on 33 carries. I mean, Brees Hall looked like the the leading rusher in the conference. I mean, Brees Hall averaged 9.3 yards per carry against Oklahoma State. That's staggering. I mean, 20 carries for 185 yards. He had a 70-yard touchdown run in a 66 – or sorry, 66-yard touchdown run in a 70-yard run that also – um, well, that actually led to a missed field goal, but there were some big chunks available on the ground. And so I think Texas has to look at that and say, okay, we have to, we have to deploy the same game plan against Oklahoma state and we have to be patient with it and hope that our defense can contain these guys because you're right. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, say what you want. He didn't outrush Brees Hall, but he, 
he ran an average 5.6 a carry, you know, 25 carries, 139 yards and a touchdown. Spencer Sanders ran it 15 times for 71 yards and a touchdown. We know from last year's game, the first time Tom Herman had beaten Mike Gundy, it, that 36-30 game where Oklahoma State was, they were making yards and and turned that thing into a, a much closer game than it started off being. And that was Spencer Sanders as a as a first-time starter at quarterback. Now he, he knows what he's doing, and he's still got Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wallace to – you know, as playmakers to, to get the ball to. Yeah. You know, one thing to consider going into this Oklahoma state game chip is how much, you know, um, I, I'm curious to, I'm curious about how much knowledge that Mike Yersich still has of the Oklahoma state offense. You know, I know it's been a few years since he's been there, but it hasn't been that long. And he was, you know, offensive coordinator for Mike Gundy for what, five years, I believe it, right. Wasn't he there for five years before going yep. to Ohio state? Yeah. So, I'm I'm curious how much or little that may play uh, in Texas' favor going into the Oklahoma State game. Um, but you know, I mean, regardless of that or whatever it is, you know, this is a this is a this is a better Oklahoma State defense than um, you know what they have been in the past. And I I know that um, you know Iowa State kind of showed a little bit um, of negative you know play, I guess. Uh, for Oklahoma State, but still, you know, they're still, I think, like one of the top 10 teams in scoring defense so far this season. Now, how much of that is who they played? I'm not sure, but still, you know, this is going to be a big challenge, I think, um, not only for the Texas defense, but I think more for the Texas offense, because I don't know if many people expected this Oklahoma State team to be able to, you know, limit teams to um, scoring a lot of points, because I think the Iowa State game what it was, they scored 21 points. That was like by far the most points that Oklahoma state's given up this season. Right. 24, 21 was the final score of that game. And, and Taylor, I I think a couple other things from the, from the Baylor game for Texas, from a, from a cleanup mode, the eyes of Texas. I mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but the players had been saying, look, we're, we're together, you know, we're unified as a team and we understand everyone has a different opinion about the eyes of Texas. And it was clear that Chris Del Conte had asked the coaches, Hey, you know, get your teams to stand together. Otherwise it looks like they're, they're, they're torn apart and, and perception can, can become reality. It, that, you know, the, then you had the, the delay at, at OU, the Cotton Bowl, and it looked worse probably than it was um, from, a, from a perception standpoint with the photo of Sam and all that. So they stood together after the Baylor game, and the players feel like they've put that part to rest. And look, the more noise they can lower and kind of get rid of, the better for them. And so obviously going on the road, they, they have not played the eyes on the road. They don't, um, you know, they didn't at Texas tech, I should say. And so, you know, not that that's going to be something, but they at least put that thing to bed. So they don't have to hear about it on social media and be asked about it by us. And, and so, you know, they, they 
knock that off the, the list as well. And special teams, you know, Ryan Buchevsky had the 19 yard punt. That was terrible. They had the offside or the uh, delay of game on the field goal attempt, but then Baylor jumped offsides. They got that five yards back and, and Dicker made a 41 yard field goal. Special teams. There wasn't the big blunder, you know, that, and there shouldn't be big blunders on special teams, but they, they were clean on special teams. Yeah, they, yeah, for the most part. I mean, that Bushevsky punt was horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was in the press box for the game and I looked down for a second. He punted it and I saw where they were placing the ball. I was like, wait, I didn't think they returned it. (laughs) I see it on TV. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a shank of a shank. But yeah, special teams is, that's going to be, I think that's going to be a question moving forward. And again, you know, um, how much, I, I'm just not sure if I learned a ton about this Texas team against Baylor, just because I don't think this Baylor team even knows who it is right now um, with everything that they have gone through. But, you know, special teams, it can't be the thing that makes you lose games. You know right. what I mean? And and Texas has gotten real close and having those special teams blunders be the ones that lead to them losing ball games. So going down the stretch here, you know, with uh, Oklahoma State, you know, road game, um, at Kansas State, um, home game versus Iowa State, like those type of things have to be cleaned up. So it was a good start, I think, for Texas against against Baylor, you know, to kind of reach that midway point of the season and actually have some of the things that they wanted to clean up show up on the field. Now it's just a matter of making sure that that becomes, um, you know, standard and not the anomaly for this season because this there's a lot of uh, talented teams that Texas still has to face and that, you know, Tom Herman's job's riding on it, Chip. And so I think that it's going to be, I think this week's going to just be a really big coaching and leadership week for this Texas team to see if they can truly build off of the, the improvements that we're seeing against Baylor. And I think we're going to find that out um, this coming Saturday. Yeah, no, I think it's a big week for the coaching staff. Um, Clearly, Tom Herman and Mike Yersich were able to get a focused game plan, sticking to the run. Um, you know, the 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 times that Texas rushes for 200 yards and wins, it's staggering. I mean, that's that's the magic number. So, the fact that uh, Texas didn't hit the 200 yard rushing mark, but still uh, ran it 47 times and and it was good enough to create play action. Another thing, Taylor, that, you know, Brennan Eagles has been a bit of an enigma this season. And Brennan had some big catches yesterday. He ended up being the leading receiver. He only had four catches for 36 yards, but two of those were on third down. And that's, that's big. I mean, when the quarterback is throwing to you on third down, it means that, you're, you're the trusted guy. And obviously they threw uh, the big touchdown pass um, or no, the two point conversion, right? Well, they threw a touchdown and the two point conversion to Brendan Eagles at Texas tech when they had to make up the 15 points in the final three thirteen. So then he kind of disappeared and then boom, he was back for Baylor. They've got to get more consistency in that relationship from Sam Ellinger and Brennan Eagles, because the guys 
got experience. He's played in big games. They need him to be a big game guy. And we'll see if that is something that they can build on. Uh, Josh Moore, as we said, had, uh, you know, the big 42 yard catch may, may have been the play of the game. And Jared Wiley had uh, a couple of nice catches. I mean, one for 47 yards and another for 23 yards. So that, that stuff gives the opposing defense something to think about. And, um, and they took advantage of a busted coverage on the 72 yard pass um, to Tariq Black, which bailed them out of a big hole because yeah, Ellinger, yeah, Ellinger had been sacked and that was an, a big hole. But um, yeah, so I think, and Bijan Robinson, I mean, Bijan Robinson, 12 carries, 55 yards, 4.6 a carry, looked good, building, building the, the confidence. Rashawn Johnson is so beat up. They, and yet when he came in, I think he had a reception where he broke three tackles for seven yards and the drive ended up going nowhere. But that, that catch and breaking those three tackles to get those seven yards showed you just how tough this kid is. Oh, yeah. Dealing with a, a, a shoulder, neck, and rib injury and such a warrior. They need, they need him to get rested up because he needs to be a part of this, this running game too. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no question about it. And, and, you know, I think that, um, that I think it was probably smart of the Texas staff. Cause after the game, Tom Herman had, uh, was, you know, talking about Roshan Johnson and he kind of said that he felt confident in, um, it was, he, I forget exactly how he worded it, but essentially it was, there was a little bit of a concern over playing Rashawn too much, and they thought that they could do enough with Bijan Robinson and Keonta Ingram, and they were doing well enough in what they were asking of them in the run game that they didn't have to necessarily rely on Roshan Johnson. But if he can have a week where he can get, you know, that's probably a smart thing because he has another week to get healthier. And with Bijan Robinson, you know, getting some early season reps, I feel you know, he's been, um, he, yeah, you know, as we've said, he hasn't lit the world on fire or anything, but still he's been consistently, um, he's been consistent when he has been in games. And so I think that this, if, if Roshan Johnson can get back to being full health, then Texas offense could be totally different than what we've been talking about, than what we've, you know, the, it may not be the offense that shoots itself in the foot or comes out, you know, stale and, uh, they did a good job coming out of um, the halftime, you know, in the third quarter. The offense was productive in the third quarter. And that's been something that Texas hasn't necessarily been too much under Tom Herman's watch. So, you know, I think that if they can get a full um, healthy run or, you know, backfield for the running game, that could absolutely help um, just the progression of this team down the latter stretch of the season. Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, we should also mention, Juwan Mitchell met, led the team uh, in tackles with 12. Um, but Moro Jomo may have had his best game as a Longhorn. He got penetration and forced Josh Fleeks right into the arms of Juwan Mitchell for a five-yard tackle for loss. And, and then right after that, Baylor kicker John Mayers missed a 43-yard field goal attempt which showed why Baylor passed on a 47-yard attempt earlier and punted from UT's 30-yard line. 
which tells you how little confidence they have in their field goal kicking. But Moro Jomo um, also fought through a hold to sack Charlie Brewer, and that was the lone sack in the game. And and Moro Jomo um, making some making some noise. And I I've said if if he didn't start making noise, that maybe Alfred Collins should start getting a look at that strong side defensive end. Because Alfred Collins, every time he's on the field, seems to make plays. But the confidence tank, um, you know, needed to get filled up a bit, Taylor, and and who knows how much it got filled up. And as as you said, and and I agree, uh, it's all about what those players believe. And and then also that I think the coaches showed something to themselves in this game especially Mike Yurcich, who likes to go tempo and get it going. Um, but they didn't have to go tempo to sustain drives. And, you know, they had a, a 17 play drive and they won the time of possession and they dominated the third quarter against a team that they should do those things against. So we will, we will leave it there and we'll come back uh, on Wednesday and we will, dig more into whether Texas is going to play the house that gets egged on Halloween or, or perhaps dress up as uh, as the conference contender. We thought this team would be at the beginning of the year when they go up to face the Oklahoma state Cowboys in Stillwater on Halloween. That sound good to you. Yep. Yep. Are you, you're going to the Oklahoma state game too. I am going, I'm going to spend Halloween in Stillwater and will you, will you get me a shirt from Eskimo Joe's while you're there. I will. Okay. I will. I, will <laughs> I love only, their shirts. Only for you. <laughs> That's the, the one stop I always make in Stillwater is to get a shirt from Eskimo Joe's. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't love, go <laughs> love Eskimo Joe's. Even in a pandemic, I get the sense that place is, is hopping. Yeah, I bet so. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, everybody, thanks for uh, for tuning in to the flagship podcast reacts to Texas's 27-16 win over Baylor. Uh, be listening on Wednesday when Taylor and I get back together again to really sink our teeth into this matchup with Oklahoma State. And, of course, to the flagship podcast preview interview with, um, uh, well, it'll be someone from the Oklahoma State side of things who will help break down the Cowboys for us. Uh, For Taylor Estes, I am Chip Brown. Thanks again for listening to the Flagship Podcast. Uh, Head over to iTunes, throw us a a five-star rating and a a review. The bosses would really appreciate that. And uh, until next time, stay safe and keep the faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.